Hey guys, welcome to the Voice of the Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Kerry B. I am so glad that you tune in once again on today for another powerful lesson in the Word of God. Today I'm teaching about the grace of the prophet, the grace of the prophet. We've been dealing with the series of the law of honor and dishonor, particularly as it relates to the prophet's reward. Now, Matthew 10, 41, it says, a portion of it says, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And as I said before, that word receive, you can use also the word honor. And honor means to treat as valuable, treat someone as precious, uh, respect them and appreciate them. That prophet's reward is that mantle, that anointing, that blessing that's on that prophet's life. And when you honor that person, you qualify to receive a portion of that reward. Once again, to dishonor means you disrespect. You treat a person as common or ordinary. That's a bad thing to do. So we're talking about the grace of the prophet. Now, grace comes from God. Another word for grace is God's unmerited favor towards you. We all need God's grace. There are times when people will extend favor or grace to us and we do the same thing. So this lesson here, it is, it is so powerful because it gives us a bird's eye view of the grace that God releases to the sinner. I'm talking about the woman at the well. The story is found in the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter. And I want to draw your attention to the first verse. If you have your Bibles, let's go to work. First verse says, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples did, he left Judea, departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which was called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, he sat thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. And a woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealing with Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked, and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. 
And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive <laughs> that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. <laughs> and at this point, his disciples came and they marveled not. They marveled that he had talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you see? Or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot went away into the city and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And then they went out of the city and came to him. Now I need for you to skip down to the 39th verse. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of this woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. And then they said to the woman, Now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm talking about the grace of the prophet today, the grace of the prophet in this powerful revelatory story in the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter, we find that the Messiah, Jesus, the Son of the living God, the only way, the only hope for mankind, he is leaving from out of a region and he is headed through, uh, the, through the region of Samaria and he stops at a city in Samaria called Sychar. And he goes to a well that Jacob had dug many years prior. Jesus is hungry. He's thirsty. He's tired. And he's sitting at this well because he had spent so much time with his father. He once said in a scripture that I only do what I see my father do. And there were many days that Jesus would spend alone in solitude. He would pray. He would worship. He would seek the counsel of his father. 
and whatever he saw his father doing on any particular day, that is the only thing that he did. If he saw his father healing someone, that's the person that was healed. On this particular occasion, Jesus saw his father drawing by the Holy Spirit a Samaritan woman to this well at around the sixth hour. So he goes there, he's sitting on the well, and he's waiting for her to come. So this is around 12 o'clock noon, which would have been almost the hottest point of the day. The sun was beaming down. He's sweating profusely. He's waiting on this woman to minister the word of God to her. And here she comes with her water pots and her apparatus to pull the water up from the well. Jesus is by himself. His disciples have gone into the city to buy food. And she comes up to the well and she's getting ready to draw the water. And Jesus speaks to the woman and he says, give me a drink. And the woman turns to him and says, how is it that you being a Jew, you asked me for a drink and I'm a Samaritan woman? Because Jews and Samaritans, we don't have any dealing. So why are you asking me for water? She's trying to be sarcastic. Now, Samaritans were what the Jewish people considered as half-breeds. They were half-Jews. They were half-Gentiles. It's what today we would call a biracial race of people. And the Jewish people hated them because they were not considered as pure Jews, as they said. They had no dealings. They had no conversations. It was an enmity between these two races. So it was strange to this woman that Jesus would ask her for water. But also, when he asked her for water, he was trying to get her to sow an honor seed into his life. And he spoke to her. He said, If you had known who is asking you for a drink of water, a cup of water, you would have known the gift of God. Because if you would have asked him, he would have given you living water. He said, you don't realize the gift of God. And when I was researching on this lesson, that gift just stuck in my mind and it brought me back to Ephesians the fourth chapter the eighth verse when Jesus was about to ascend back into heaven and the scripture says therefore he says when he ascended on high he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men now we all know the gifts that he left to men are the gifts of the offices the five offices ministry gifts to the church churches uh, the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, pastors, and teachers. Every one of those offices, they fall on a man or on a woman. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he considers them as a gift. So now he's telling this woman that if you only knew the gift of God that is sitting or standing here before you, all you would have had to do was ask and he would have given you living water. See, 
Jesus understood that by being a prophet, there was a reward on his life. And he was trying to get this woman to see it, to take the bait, to take the seed, but she wouldn't in the beginning. And so the woman says, um, you don't even have anything to draw with. The well is deep. Are you greater than Jacob, our father? The one that built this well, he drank from it himself, along with his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. You're going to get thirsty again if you drink this natural water. But he said, I have water that I can give that you'll never thirst because it will be like a fountain of water springing up in you for into everlasting life. He was speaking over her head and she didn't understand it. She thought he was talking about natural water, but he was he was speaking about spiritual water. He was speaking about salvation. He was speaking about the Holy Spirit and the power of his transforming life upon you. That even when you're thirsty in the natural, the Holy Spirit, that gift inside of you, bubbles up into water that will cause you not to thirst again. So she, she's listening to him. And then she says, well, sir, give me of this water so I don't have to come here and draw anymore. And Jesus said, I want you to go and get your husband. And she said, sir, I don't have a husband. And he said, I know you've had five husbands and the one that you're living with now is not your husband. And this woman, she says, I perceive that you are a prophet. Why did she say that? Because it was the prophets in the Old Testament that spoke these types of truth. Jesus was operating in one of the gifts of the spirit called a word of knowledge. He's doing forensic prophecy. He's bringing forth deep things that this woman had experienced. She had been through. He's telling her everything about her life. The scripture doesn't say, say here, but I'm sure he probably told her where she stayed, her address, who her parents were, when she was born, each one of her husband's name, the current condition she was facing, the, the job that she was working on. He told her everything. That's what she said in the end. And so she said, I perceive you must be a prophet. And then she starts talking about the place of worship that we worship here. The Jews worship in Jerusalem. And Jesus said, the time is coming. You're not going to worship here and you're not going to worship there because the father is seeking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And then she says, she said, we know that we'll find all this information out when the Messiah comes. The one who is called Christ. Now listen to what the Lord says. He said, I am he. I'm the one that you are talking about. The Messiah. Now, when he says this, I'm sure her eyes just got wide. She could not believe it, that she was there possibly speaking to the Messiah. 
And then a few minutes later, the disciples came back. They saw Jesus talking to this woman. They were inquisitive. Why is he talking to her? She leaves a water pot. She now has received an impartation of the seed of the word of God. Now it's, 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 it's moving. It is, it is building faith in her. In the beginning, she didn't sow an honor seed into Jesus, but now he sows one into her. And this seed is germinating in her. This seed is leading her back to Samaria, to her city, to spread this word. Because we're talking about the grace of the prophet. Grace is God's unmerited favor towards you. The father sent Jesus to a well. Now look at his favor to meet a woman that was on her way to hell. And by the grace of God, the Messiah ministered to her. He sowed an honest seed of faith into her life. Now she's taking this seed back to her town. So when she goes back to her town, the disciples, they are inquisitive. Why are you talking to this woman? But they didn't say anything. And the reason why they was thinking this because it was not the custom of a man of that day to be alone with a woman talking. It was considered as scandalous, particularly Jesus, a Jew, talking to Gentiles. It was a reason why the disciples had to go because they would have been prejudiced anyway. Now she goes back home. She spreads the word to the men. They come back and they see Jesus. They come back according to her word. They, they meet the master. He's telling them all these things and they invite him to come to their town. He stays there for two days, saints. He's ministering the power of the word of God. I'm sure he's probably laying hands. He's delivering. He's doing all these different things. And the word of God says that there were many that heard his word. They were converted. And it, it all happened because an honor seed was sown to someone that did not want to hear what he had to say. This woman in the beginning, she didn't want to hear what Jesus had to say. She didn't understand about no living water or anything. Why are you talking to me and all of that? But that seed kept on working on her and she didn't honor him in the beginning. Now she takes this word. She runs back to Sychar, her home. She's now releasing a honor seed to the people. She's now honoring this prophet that told her all of these things. She didn't honor him in the beginning, but now she's honoring him. She's honor him, honoring him by going back and spreading the word and telling the people what he said. Now all of the town has come to meet him. He ends up staying and many of them had given their lives unto the Lord. Isn't that powerful? What did they receive? They received, number one, the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God that by the Holy Spirit drew them into salvation. Secondly, they receive the honor of the prophet's reward. And the prophet's reward was that their needs were met. The prophet's reward was that uh, their bills were paid. The prophet's reward was that it opened up the door for salvation to come to the whole town. That was the reward that was on the life of Jesus, salvation. She honored him in the end and it brought salvation to her town. Powerful, powerful revelation. 
And I've been hearing for the last few days the Lord say to tell the listeners that it's time to sow an honor seed on behalf of the kingdom of heaven. The Lord would have you as you go out this week or whenever you hear this word to sow an honor seed of faith into someone's life, speak into their life, a word that will lift them up and encourage them. It doesn't have to be a long word, but just give them hope. Let them know that God is concerned about them. He loves them and he wants them. He wants to help them. They may not want to hear it. They may disrespect or dishonor you, but sometimes that seed sinks down into their heart and they may not accept it for themselves, but they may take it home and tell somebody about what happened. And that person may say, where is a person that told you these words? And they may come searching, looking out for you like they did Jesus. It is the hour of honor. This is the grace of the prophet, a grace that fell on this woman and this whole entire city. I pray that you will rise up in this hour and so an honor seed on behalf of the kingdom because there's a blessing that's coming when you honor others. Amen. Hey guys, I, I hope you enjoyed this teaching on today. It's so blessed my soul to think about this woman didn't have the time of day in, in the beginning for Jesus. But when that seed fell in her heart, she went running telling somebody else about what the Lord had done. She sowed an honor seed in the end that changed the whole city. Why don't you do that today? As somebody needs to be saved, they need to hear your word. Praise God. This is Voice Over Nations broadcast, Vondot Radio. I'm Kerry B., a prophet of the Lord with a pastor's heart. I'm praying for you guys. I ask that you tell someone about this broadcast and just be a blessing on behalf of the kingdom of God this week. Until we talk again, be blessed.